بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا عن أبي رقية تميم ابن أوس الدار رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم قال الدين نصيحة قلنا لمن قال لله ولكتابه ولرسوله ولأئمة المسلمين وعامتهم رواه مسلم On the authority of Tamim al-Dari رضي الله عنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said the religion is nasihah sincerity we said we asked to whom he صلى الله عليه وسلم said to Allah his book his messenger and to the leaders of the Muslim and the common people. Now I am reading from a very beautiful uh, website called which is on the basis on the base which is based on uh, Arbay Nabawiya. It's called 40hadithnabawi.com 40hadithnabawi.com Now here it says this hadith focuses on Al-Nasiha advice or sincerity. Rasulullah says that the entire religion is encompassed in the concept of nasiha and that the main pillar of the religion and its soundness lies in this concept of nasiha. Nasiha is usually translated as advice and this is also the meaning for example in Urdu, nasihat. But this translation does not convey the true meaning of the word. The closer meaning of the term nasiha is sincerity, ikhlas. That means that the entire religion is encompassed by the concept of sincerity or ikhlas. Now this of course leads us back to the first hadith which is al-amalu bin niyat. The sincerity of the niyat, the ikhlas of niyat is the basis of the worth of any deed. I continue from reading from this. Rasulullah stated in the hadith that nasiha should be given to five categories. of One to Allah. Then to his book, to his messenger, to the leaders of the Muslims and to the common people. Now let's see each of these. Nasiha to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means that we should have the correct belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reject associating any, any, anyone or anything with him. That we reject all shirk and we reject all bidat. It means that we constantly try to purify our relationship with Allah and be as true to this relationship as possible. We also do what is required of us, which means fulfill the farayat, and abstain from what is prohibited. Nasiha to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also means that we must know how to implement the sharia, so learn as much of the deen at least as is essential for us, and how to implement that sharia in our lives. Number two, nasiha to Allah's book means again sincerity with respect to the Quran, believing that the Quran is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was sent down as revelation as wahi and that there is no similarity between the speech of Allah and the speech of mankind. To be pure and sincere in our relationship with the Quran requires that we have the utmost respect for the Quran. We call the Quran with respectful names such as Quran al-Kareem, Quran al-Majid, Quran al-Hamid, and so on. 
uh, we have to act on and respect the content, the, the content of the book by carrying out its commands and staying away from its prohibitions. Explaining the Quran to others, helping people understand the beauty of the Quran and defending the Quran against attacks is part of giving nasiha to Allah's book. Number three, nasiha to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The part of that is to know him is to understand his life and his struggles that he went through and relating his struggles to our daily life. Study of the seerah is part of the nasiha with respect to Rasulullah Loving Rasulullah more than anything else and loving him more than ourselves is part of giving nasiha to the Prophet Again, remember, here we are not talking about advising him, we are talking about sincerity towards him Obeying Rasulullah rejecting those who had enmity towards him, being loyal to those who gave allegiance to him, that is his sahaba and his family, honoring him and reviving his manners and sunnah are all important aspects of nasiha towards Rasulullah Number four, nasiha to the leaders of the Muslims. Giving nasiha to the leaders of the Muslims involves making dua for them, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides them, protects them and makes them able to carry out their responsibilities. Also, it is to correct them when they are wrong. As Abu Bakr asked of the believers when he was entrusted with leadership, he said, as long as I command you to do what Allah and his messenger sallallahu commanded you to do, then you should obey me. But if you don't, then you should set me straight. Another way of giving nasiha to the leaders of the Muslims is to know them, interact with them, get involved in their efforts in a constructive way and not sit back and criticize what they are doing without trying to help them. It also means getting involved in politics. It also means getting up there in public life and contributing. Uh, Simply sitting and uh, criticizing then can become uh, qiba, it can become backbiting. And obviously, it is completely useless. Obviously, there is a risk involved in this. And that is that is where Rasulullah in another hadith said, the peak of Iman is to speak the truth to the tyrant. The fa- last one of them is giving nasiha to the Muslims in general, which means advising them, giving them good advice. Rasulullah said, the rights of a believer over a believer are six. And then he mentioned among them, if he asks you for advice, you give him advice. Giving nasiha involves guiding them towards that which will correct their affairs in this life and the next. It involves protecting them from harm, helping them in times of need, providing what is beneficial for them, encouraging them to do good and forbidding them from evil with kindness and sincerity and showing mercy towards them. It's very important here to take care of two things. One is don't force advice on people. There's nothing as useless uh, as unasked for advice. Unasked for advice is, is, is worse than stale bread or old newspapers. Uh, completely useless. It will get ignored and it's a waste of time. So put the person in a position where they want to ask your advice. Ways of doing that which are beyond the scope of this khatira but get them to ask. Then give advice. Number two, Give advice which is good for them, not something for yourself. Make sure that you are not giving advice in the, because you want to uh, show off your knowledge and you want to show that you are superior to them or you are holier than them. Don't do that. Uh, third thing is, as far as giving advice is concerned, it's very important to 
Yeah, remember that uh, shaitan sits uh, on the shoulder of the one who is giving advice and whispers in his ear and says, you are holy, you are wise, you are so good and so on and so forth and you become arrogant. Now that is whatever the other person does or doesn't do, whatever the other, whether your advice, whether it helps the other person or not, it will destroy you because if you become arrogant, then that's the greased slide into the pit of Jahannam. So it is better not to give advice and keep quiet and just make dua for the person. Because at the end of the day, Allah will change him and he will not change unless Allah changes him. So make dua for the person and say, Allah, help my brother, help my sister. I don't want to say anything to them because I don't know how they will react. And so therefore I leave it to you and I am making dua for them. I always say this to people that if you consider praying in the hajjud for this person you want to correct to be too much of a trouble for you, then really you are not the right person to give advice. Because then you have to check yourself. How is it that you don't want to pray for them uh, when you know that prayer is the thing which will help, but you want to advise them? Then it means that really you don't want to help them. Uh, you want to show how superior to you are to them. So please stay away from that. Much better leave them alone and leave them in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is Al-Hadi, he is the one who guides and uh, uh, Allah does not need you to guide them. But you do it for yourself, which is because we have been ordered to uh, for Amar al-Maruf and Nihal Munkar. So we advise good and we, uh, we, we, we advise against evil. But do that with sincerity. There is no point in destroying your own amal because of uh, shaitan's, uh, shaitan's temptations. I ask Allah to accept us and to keep us on the straight path and to protect us from shaitan wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alihi wa sallam wa alihi wa sallam wa alihi wa sallam wa alihi wa sallam